Salam Salam from BA. This is a Rorschach Ethiopia update from the 30th of March 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Ethiopia. The Ethiopian Orthodox Tewahedo Church, or EOTC, is one of the oldest churches in the world, making Ethiopia one of the first states to accept Christianity. Currently, however, various schism attempts have been challenging the church. They are a result of the prevailing ethnocentrism. Recently, three bishops from Oromia illegally appointed themselves as archbishops and 25 more as bishops of what they called the Oromia Church, which outraged the Holy Synod and many Christians all over the country. Although the attempted breakaway was resolved after the Synod's firm resistance and the Prime Minister's intervention, it seems like they are not done with the issue. The EOTC urged the appointed bishops to submit an apology letter, but instead they went to the Patriarch's residence to have their appointment approved. The Church rejected the request and said in a statement that there will be no more discussions with this, quote, bishops, unquote, and that they'll have to submit the apology letters individually. On Sunday the 26th, one of them submitted the letter and the church declared that it was acceptable and that the priest will serve the church in the same capacity as before. On Tuesday the 28th, 17 more bishops sent their apology letter to the head secretary of the Holy Synod, His Holiness Father Petrus. The bishops told the Synod that the remaining will submit their letters soon. But the church was in the news again as a similar dispute broke out between the EOTC and the archbishops of Tigray. The region's archbishops issued a statement saying that a separate Tigrayan clergy had been established, alleging that the main clergy failed to allocate a budget for the operation of churches in Tigray refused to pay employees, among others. The EOTC, on the other hand, released a counterstatement saying that payments weren't made because banking services weren't available in the region due to the war. The church urged the newly established interim government of Tigray to put an end to the breaches of the canonical laws. Controversies didn't end there, as a priest was murdered in Addis on Friday the 24th. On Monday the 27th, the church's Addis Ababa diocese issued a statement urging the government to identify and prosecute those who were responsible for the murder. The diocese also revealed that officials of the newly established Sugar City have been demolishing churches. The church asserted that it is the legal owner to the rights of the land and asked the city to rebuild the demolished churches. Moving on, the House of People's Representatives, or HOPR, held its 11th assembly on Tuesday the 28th. Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed answered various questions from the representatives about the Oromo Liberation Army, or OLA, Addis's Peace and Security, the agreement with the Tigray People's Liberation Front, among others. The highlight reel of the meeting was Christian Tedele's question. Christian is a member of the House and head of the National Amhara Movement. He asked the Prime Minister if he was willing to resign given the widespread extrajudicial killings, mass displacements and neighbouring countries' border invasions. 
and BE replied that he is jointly responsible with other government officials and that he was in office because the public elected him in a fair election and cannot leave his post until the public replaces him in the next election. Regarding the OLA, the PM recalled that the conflict has lasted more than four years. He added that the government has established a central committee and reiterated that the executive is committed to ending violence in Romania and everywhere else in the country. A few days earlier, on Saturday the 25th, Abi went to the restive Gorage Zone's capital, Wulkite. The people of Gorage were not happy because the government refused to let the zone be reorganized as a region on its own. Recently, there was a protest in Wolkite because of water scarcity. Residents brought up these two issues and the PM said that the reorganization will be dealt with in accordance with the law. However, even if Gurange became a region, this wouldn't resolve the region's problems automatically. He also said the country as a whole went through a tough few years and that was why essential provisions like water had been neglected. Finally, he urged residents to be patient as these issues will be resolved soon. Let's talk money. The International Monetary Fund, or IMF, officials are in Addis until next week to work on technical matters regarding the upcoming monetary aid the IMF will provide to the country. Relations between the IMF and Ethiopia's government had soured because of the war with the TPLF, but now that the war is over, it seems like things are going to work out between the two. The IMF said that the prospective aid will be used to support the country's economic reforms, stability, humanitarian aid, entrepreneurship and poverty reduction. About two years ago, Ethio Telecom released an app called Telever, which is used to transfer payments from one bank account to another, just like PayPal and Cash App. On Thursday, the 23rd, the company revealed that it updated Telever to a, quote, super app, unquote, with more services, including e-commerce, delivery, entertainment, and more. Biometric security is also installed on the new app. The company says that its Telever app has 30 million users and processed almost 370 billion baht, or 7 billion US dollars. The former head of the Amhara Special Forces Brigadier General Tafera Momo is severely ill. He's not been well since a bullet hit a nerve in his leg. Even though he was going to follow treatment abroad, he was prohibited from leaving the country. The general said on Monday the 27th that his health will significantly suffer if he's not allowed to follow treatment in a foreign country, but government officials have still refused to let him go. Similarly, former head of the TPLF, Subhat Noga, was also prohibited from leaving the country to follow treatment. He took his case to court months back, and the federal high court ruled that he should be allowed to leave. Even after the court's ruling, the federal police and other officials refused to let him go until last week. He landed in the US on Saturday the 25th. In more sad news, Emahoy Serga Mariam Gerbru, renowned pianist and nun, 
passed away on Monday the 27th at 99. She was the daughter of Addis's former mayor and went abroad at a young age where she learned how to play the piano. She is commonly referred to as the, quote, mother of Ethiopian classical music, unquote. Her best works include Homeless Wanderer and Mother's Love. She spent most of her years away from home in Jerusalem. Emma Hoy was also an impressive linguist as she spoke five languages fluently. We've put the link to one of her works, The Homeless Wanderer, in our show notes. If you're a fan of football, you'll know that the club football league is on hold because of the international break. Players are participating in qualifiers for international tournaments. The Ethiopian national team, also known as the Wallia, is fighting for a spot in the 2024 African Cup of Nations, or AFCON. The team played against Guinea on Friday the 24th and Monday the 27th and lost both games. The team's coach, Wilbatu Abate, said that even though the team hasn't been disqualified yet, it is unlikely that it is going to qualify for the AFCON. The Wallia is at the bottom of the group and will need to win its remaining games against Malawi and Egypt to qualify. And that's it for this week. Wanna have the most cool t-shirt ever? We gotcha. You can buy our 100% unbleached organic cotton, grown and ginned in Texas, spun and knit in the Carolinas, sewn and printed in Missouri t-shirts. The most environmentally friendly t-shirt you'll own. What's your favorite pizza topping? Let us know at ethiopia at Ciao!